Welcome to Legislative Breakdown. It's a podcast from Boise State Public Radio. I'm Samantha Wright with Gary Moncrief, Boise State University political science professor who spends all his spare time studying legislatures around the country, including Idaho's. And in this podcast, we break down the Idaho legislature, what's happening, drilling down into the why and the how it affects you. And uh, Gary, so it's uh, finally over 80 days and... uh, and we're free. We can all go home. Yeah. Yeah. There's a <laughs> this, this is something that happens in almost all state capitals around the country, I think, is when the legislature finally signy dies, you can almost hear the sigh of relief that occurs <laughs> because it's an intense time. And, uh, you know, people working for the agencies and uh, the lobbyists and the legislators themselves who've put in a long, long hours, you know, it's done. It's done for another year. And we wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that uh, didn't happen or didn't get done during the legislative session. Uh, In fact, the Idaho Statesman came out with a really good list of some of the rejected laws. Uh, Some of those include campaign finance reform, the CBD oil, that's the cannabinoid oil for medical purposes, that didn't pass. Car phone use, that didn't pass. Marcy's Law, That's I think that was the second bite of the apple for that. Uh, that was to uh, expand victims' rights. That didn't pass. And then there were some others. Um, we had, let's see, health care. That tried and failed and tried and failed and just couldn't get through again this year. Yeah. I'm reminded of a line you will often hear from legislators about a particular issue that uh, keeps coming back and coming back and it never gets, seems to pass. And then finally, some year, it finally passes. It may be three years, four years, five years. In the case of healthcare, we're at, what, six years now, I think. But they keep coming back. And then finally, something gets done one year. And if you ask the legislators, well, why did it happen this year? You know, why didn't it happen last year or year before? Why was it this year? They will look at you kind of funny and kind of cock their heads and say, well, its time had come. And what that means is it takes a while sometimes to develop the consensus around an issue. Sometimes it never happens. Sometimes that consensus just never gets there. But sometimes it takes a while because there are entrenched interests that are going to fight it. There are fears. There are electoral fears sometimes. There are different versions of the issue, different versions of a bill, for example. There's a lot of reasons why it sometimes takes legislation a while to pass. I'm not suggesting that's necessarily good or bad. It's just the reality of it. Sometimes it doesn't pass. Sometimes it's just not good public policy. Sometimes it probably would be good public policy, but there are too many opponents. There are too many people who have interests in seeing the status quo not change. So there's a lot of things of that type that make it very difficult. You know, we've talked also, Samantha, in here before about the fact that you have all these different legislators, 70 in one chamber and 35 in another chamber, all of whom have their own points of view all of whom are representing some particular constituency, which may not be the same constituency, certainly not the same geographic constituency, and maybe not even the same demographic or ideological constituency or partisan constituency as the person who's sitting right next to them. And 
it's hard to get that many different people with that many different personalities and that many different orientations. It's hard sometimes to get them all on the same page. And you have to get a majority of them on the same page to get anything done. And uh, we want to point out a couple other things that didn't make it or or didn't show up this year. We've been watching the Add the Words campaign for several years, and uh, this is the campaign to uh, add the words sexual orientation and gender identity to the state's Human Rights Act. And a couple of groups have been pushing for this for some time, very vocally, doing protests in the uh, Idaho Capitol during the legislative session, and and they were noticeably absent this year. We didn't see anything on that. No, it didn't seem to be anything at all. Uh, We also uh, didn't see the grocery tax repeal come back last year. The lawmakers all got together, passed the grocery tax repeal. The governor vetoed it. We expected it to come back this year because the lawmakers passed it last year, but it didn't show up either. And I'm not entirely sure why, but I think part of it was the fact that Otter may well have told them, I'm going to veto it again. But I think a lot of it had to do with the complexity of the tax situation this year from the get-go. The thing that was the biggest difference between this year and last year was the fact that we had Congress passing a tax reform. And that had a lot of downstream implications and consequences for states and local governments as well. One of the things it meant was Idaho had to change its tax code in order to get into conformity in the way that it usually is with the federal tax code, at least in, in large part. At the same time, we knew there was going to be some kind of state tax reduction in Idaho this year just because that, you know, they made several runs at it last year and it got kind of lost at the end, even though most people were in favor of one or another of those tax reductions. So there were a lot of moving parts to the tax issue this year. And in hindsight, the grocery tax thing, I think, was one of the things that was just kind of put on the back burner. I suspect it will be back next year. Another thing we didn't see, last year we spent a lot of time talking about uh, Heather Scott and her group of four or five lawmakers, who uh, a lot of them from North Idaho, who are very conservative, who sort of uh, came out and, and made a lot of uh, noise, talked a lot, disrupted, some would say, the the Idaho legislature at times. This was last year, not this year. And slowed the process down, trying to be heard, they said. We kind of anticipated that might happen again this year, but it didn't. No, it didn't. And there have been some reports that there was uh, you know, some meetings between the speaker and leadership and this group of, of legislators. And uh, essentially, an arrangement was made that more of their bills would be allowed to be printed and introduced, at least. And some of those might get to the floor. I don't know that personally, but I've seen reports to that regard. I've heard that that's one of the things that happened. There was much less of that kind of dynamic on the floor this year than we saw last year. Last year's events were, frankly, very unusual. I've seen that kind of tactic used in Idaho only in a handful of sessions over my observations and over 40 years of watching the Idaho legislature now. You know, I can count maybe four or five years where we've seen that kind of essentially filibustering going on on the floor we anticipated there might be some of that this year, and there simply wasn't. Whether it was because of some 
kind of uh, agreement that had been reached or whether they felt they had made their point last year about being clamped down too much in the committees or whether it was because of some concern with uh, the fact that some of them might have primary opponents because of it. I don't know. Gary, as we wrap up this uh, legislative session, 2018, you've been doing a little digging and looking at uh, some numbers that uh, have to do with the Idaho legislature. What'd you find? We've talked before a bit about how there's a little bit of a rhythm to the legislative sessions in Idaho, where during the electoral years, the legislature tends to be in session a little bit shorter period. And in the odd years, that is the non-election years, they tend to be in session a little bit longer. But the productivity, if you will, just in terms of sheer volume, is actually reversed. In other words, in an election year, they put out more legislation than in a non-election year. So if you look at the numbers over the last decade, basically, what you see is that in the even-numbered years, election years, They average 77 days in session. Now, that's going to go up from now on in both even and odd years because of this new rule to stay around until the veto have occurred. So we're going to see basically four or five days added to the sessions in the future. Nonetheless, we see about 77 days in the even number of years, and in the odd years, it's 86 days. So almost 10 days longer in the odd years. The number of bills that are introduced is about 551 in the even years, 543 in the odd years. So that's pretty close. But remember, they're in session for a week and a half less. So they're actually producing about 7.2 bill introductions per day uh, in the election (laughs) years and only 6.3 in the odd year. In other words, there's more bills being produced. Now, this says nothing, obviously, about the substance of the bills, but uh, they are putting out more legislation in the even years than in the odd years. So in a publication from the National Conference of State Legislatures uh, some years ago, a guy named Tommy Neal wrote a piece about representative democracy. And Tommy was a former legislator. He worked in staff. He worked in the executive branch. He was had been a newspaper reporter. He was something of a renaissance man when it comes to public affairs and government. And Tommy once said that if our system of representative democracy is ever threatened, it is more likely to result from indifference, disdain, or lack of interest by the average citizen in the workings of the legislature rather than from an imperfect legislature itself. It's quite clear that legislatures and legislators are indeed imperfect. But ultimately, it's up to the people, you and me and our listeners and the citizens, to pay attention and to hold them accountable for those imperfections. Gary, 13, uh, 13 podcasts. First uh, first run of this. I think we did pretty good. Not bad. 
it was a privilege and an honor and uh, a heck of a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate all the work you did in <laughs> editing out my rambling comments. I appreciate your thinking of this idea, Samantha. I, I think it was a great idea. I've enjoyed it. We've heard some positive comments from people. And I hope it's helped people to think about the institution of the legislature and the role that citizens should have in the making of public policy in the state of Idaho. Legislative Breakdown is a podcast from Boise State Public Radio. I'm Samantha Wright with Boise State political science professor Gary Moncrief. Our original music comes from local artist and composer Will Hall of the bands Nude Dude and Like of the Dog. Special thanks to everyone who helped us out during our podcast, our 13 episodes of our podcast. And special thanks to James Dawson and Lacey Daly for all their help week by week. And if you like this podcast, rate us on iTunes to help other people find us. And remember, it's your legislature. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.